Welcome, my friends. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and this is my German show. I always have it on Mondays. And I want to first thank Don and Doug and Don for their fantastic help. They're always wonderful, and they, they treat me so well on BBS. I really appreciate all their beautiful help. And thank you so much. I, I, um, my, normally, my uh, translator, Saskia, uh, comes to us from Germany, but she's not feeling well today, so she won't be on. So I'll, I'll do the best I can. I speak ein bisschen Deutsch. And I just want to say, willkommen nach uh, Aus von der Welt uh, Radio mit uh, seiner Host, uh, Ted Marr, coming today from BBS Radio in the United States. We have a fantastic show today during the first hour, erste hour, von jetzt uh, bis um, uh, Zain Uhr in the, uh, in the oven. We'll be talking about my Galactic Wisdom Conference. Every year I have my Galactic Wisdom Conference where I bring some fantastic healers and scientists together to talk about how we can make this world a better place. And that will be on March um, uh, 12th and 13th um, uh, next month. And you can watch it by Zoom. Um, the entire conference costs uh, $55. Um, and um, you can watch it for up to six months after the conference as well, if you like. We have a fantastic lineup of different guests. And um, what I think what I'd like to do is to go ahead and, um, uh, Doug, I'll give you a few minutes to get that video together. Just let me know when, it, when it's ready to play. I have a short little three-minute video about the conference I'd like to play. And then during the second hour of today's show, I will be giving updates on my book, um, Messages from the Masters. The book now has been translated into German. It will be, um, okay, thank you. Thank you, Doug, in just a few minutes. Uh, it will be uh, published in Munich in Germany here very soon. Um, and today's show, I've been writing updates to all the messages from, from the great, uh, from the great spirits for my, for my new revised book will be published in Germany in German. Um, so that'll be the second hour today with very beautiful and very positive messages about our beautiful, bright future. Um, I, I was going to put a segment in about the Canadian truckers today, what's been happening up there, but I think I've talked about it quite a bit. I just want everyone to send lots of love and light to the people in Canada. I know it's been a very trying time as well as in Australia too. There's a lot of tyranny around the world, but you know, I know if we all stand up to what we will create a much better and happier world. I'll be getting into the messages from President Kennedy, President Eisenhower, President Washington, President Jefferson, President Adams, President Lincoln, and other, other great spirits during the second hour today. And they have quite a bit to say about what we're going through right now. And it really is the second American revolution for the United States. And it is a time for great change for the entire world as well, of good change and really, really good things um, uh, to come. Um, yes, let's go ahead and, and um, let's go ahead and play that, that three-minute clip. That would be great. Uh, Doug, if you could play that, that would be great. And then I'll come back in a few minutes. Thanks. Hello, friends. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio. And every year I have a fantastic conference called the Galactic Wisdom Conference. This is my eighth or ninth year doing the conference. Um, the website is www.galacticwisdomconference.com. And this year I have a fantastic lineup of some really amazing people who I know you really enjoy. First off is uh, I'll be having Emmanuel Eiter. He's a French Hollywood film producer. He produces a lot of wonderful spiritual films. I'm actually in, in two of them. I, I was uh, in one called The Cure a couple of years ago, and he's also coming out 
now with a new uh, movie this year called Water as well. Manuel's a wonderful fellow, and I know you'll really enjoy his work. Um, also appearing at the conference will be Professor uh, Jerry Pollock. He's one of the world's most famous water scientists. He's from the University of, of Washington, and he's also discovered the fourth phase of water. He'll tell you all about that. He's a wonderful scientist, and I know you'll really enjoy him. Along with that will be uh, Dr. Professor um, Irvin Laszlo. He's one of the world's most famous philosophers of science, along with his friend, Dr. Sagi Maria, who's a fantastic healer from Budapest, Hungary. Uh, along with that will be uh, Dr. Lee Merritt, a famous American doctor from Iowa. Dr. Merritt does a lot of wonderful um, healing for her for her patients. She's a fantastic doctor, and I know you really, really, really enjoy her. Um, Michiko Hayashi of the beautiful Moto Peach Project will be giving a presentation. For 10 years, um, she was Dr. Omoto's assistant, and she always adds so many beautiful um, messages, has so many beautiful messages for the world with her presentation. Carolyn White, a good friend of mine in Olympia, Washington, who's a fantastic aura and chakra coach uh, uh, reader uh, always has lots of interesting things to say. Uh, Pia Ambard Cullen will be will be giving messages from Larkma the Pleiadians on my show. I love the Pleiadians. They're humans just like us, except they're in a higher dimension. They love us dearly and genuinely want to want to help us. Dr. Julie Ponesse, a famous um, Canadian professor of ethics who was fired from her job a few months ago from the University of Western Ontario after she stood up to the university and stood up to the Canadian government and said, no, I'm not going to get vaxxed and um, you're not going to force me to get vaxxed. But she's a wonderful lady fighting for truth and justice in Canada. I know you'll really enjoy her. And also we'll be having Alfred Weber. Alfred's a fantastic fellow. He's written on so many things, exopolitics. He does time travel and he'll, I know he'll have some amazing things to talk about during the conference. It's just $55 uh, to, to register for the conference and you can listen by Zoom for up to six months months past the conference. Listen as much as you like. I think you'll really enjoy it. Uh, this is, again, this is my eighth or ninth year uh, doing the conference. And again, no matter where you are in the world, you can listen by Zoom by just going to the website and, and registering. I hope you all can can listen to, um, to this conference. It's, it's, uh, it's always fun to get together. We usually have the conference in person, but this year we'll be doing it by Zoom. And next year, uh, we'll, we hope to do it in person again. Thank you so much for, for supporting um, my work, my friends. Um, I know if we all work together, we can create a much better and happier world. And thank you so much uh, for listening. Take care. Bye-bye. That's a little short little video, and I want to thank Carolyn White for doing that. She did a wonderful job on that. Um, you know, as the, the, the vibrations of planet Earth are rising rapidly, and for many, many thousands of years, the what's called the Schumann resonance or the frequency of planet Earth was 7.8 hertz. And in September 2016, that measure of frequency for planet earth doubled from 7.8 hertz to well over 13 i think believe it was 13.8 hertz and since that time i was there in mount shasta actually when that happened it was an amazing thing because you already feel light at mount shasta anyway and when that happened um the i could feel the vibrations going higher and higher and since that time it's just gone nothing but up up and away and um that's one of the reasons why people are waking up around the world they're speaking out against tyranny and they're standing up for their rights too because people don't want to be enslaved they don't want to be treated like farm animals they don't like being told what to do and um they want their freedom 
And that's one thing that the negatives cannot stop us. They cannot stop this evolution because it's being done by a director of God or the Supreme Being. Now, one of the fun things I love to do is to start my programs off with this 528 hertz tuning fork. It's actually the frequency of love. 528 hertz is the frequency of love. And when I hit this tuning fork with one of these crystals from Lemuria here, I get them from uh, from Atlanta, from um, Mount Shasta. It's blessed by the priests. To Adam and the priest tell us it spreads love everywhere. So I'm going to do that three times now. I hope you can hear it. I've told it. I can hear it fine here, but maybe it's it's too high frequency. But it does come. I hopefully you can hear it. There we go. That nice. That's a beautiful uh, way to start your day. They're just fifty-five dollars. If you go to my website, outofthisworldreadings.com, you can you can get them there. Um, there has been, um, uh, for those of you listening in Australia, you can still order these, but I, it's funny, but I have to ship it to Canada and then it's shipped by friends from Canada to Australia. The other thing that's happened too is Biden has increased some of the postal rates to Canada by four or 500% from the United States. Who knows what's going on with Biden, um, but uh, the fake president, but he has increased postal rates substantially to Canada. At any rate, I don't expect him to be in office very long. Um, but uh, anyway, that 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 is happening. Uh, <clears throat> the um, if you got if uh, if people are interested, I, I my book "Messages from the Masters." I published this a few years ago, and it contains the messages from um, Albert Einstein, President Kennedy, Nostradamus, um, Mahatma Gandhi. Um, Dr. Masura Moto, the Galactic Alliance, um, and many other beautiful, great spirits. Um, and if you'd like a copy, it's just $21. Just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. Or you can go to my website, Out of This World Readings. That's plural, outofthisworldreadings.com, and you can order a book there. Um, you can uh, also get information about my spiritual mentoring program. I've been in touch with the other side now since uh, 1994, and I teach people how to talk to spirits, how to time travel, how to do remote viewing. And um, it's always fun to, to help people learn new things, and especially about the spiritual world. The spiritual world is a vast place. Um, and if you'd like to get a taste of what it's like there's a book called Urantia, the Urantia book that was published back in the ni- early 1950s by benevolent extraterrestrials channeled to several authors who wrote the book and it and it contains over 2,000 pages of detailed information on the beautiful spiritual world and that's amazing it's an amazing book to read I I bought my copy many years ago I still haven't finished it believe it or not I, I read it once in a while but it's a wonderful book, and it talks about all about the different angels, and there are angels out there um, who are part of that spiritual universe. If you ever run into anybody who says that there's not any angels, that's a reptilian viewpoint of the world because there are angels out there, all kinds of angels. The problem with the reptilians and the negatives is that they think they're God, which, which they're not, but they think they're God, and so angels in their universe don't exist. So anyway, that's just a little footnote for you. Um, and you always have to be careful on who you listen to. Sometimes people say that they're one thing, but they're not really light workers. Um, there's quite a, there's, um, as, as the, the vibrations of this planet go higher and higher, the negatives are getting more and more desperate to try to rein us in and stop our, our evolution. And um, there's nothing that they can do to stop it, however. They may try to slow it down. But that's what my conference is all about. It's about uh, raising consciousness 
and making this world a better place because that's what, what we're, we're all here for. With respect to my spiritual trips, I take people on spiritual trips to uh, Mount Shasta every year, Sedona every year. And uh, when I can get there, I also take people to Peru. And I have an, a new trip starting to Mexico as well. There's a lot of very beautiful spiritual places in Mexico for people to see. With Shasta, I'll be going back to Mount Shasta uh, at the um, at the end of uh, end of June for a week and for three one week trips uh, starting uh, August uh, in the middle of August um, this year um, we camp in a very sacred spot next next to several portals into the hollow earth I've been to the hollow earth many times um, the only request that um, the people of Telos and Adama who's the high priest of of of, uh, of Telos underneath Mount Shasta asked me is that only people with the highest positive spiritual um, vibrations can come on the trip. They don't want anybody negative coming. They don't want agents from a three-letter agency and you know who you are. Um, they want people to only be positive and be there for a good purpose. If you want to go there for a good purpose and are positive, please come. But if you're negative or you come there to cause harm, you won't be allowed in. Everyone's clearing on the trip before they come. Um, um, whether um, And so I have to, it's more than just you know, the cost is $200 per person, which I keep a, a low cost, but for people so everybody can come. But if you'd like to come, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com, um, and I, I hope you can come. Um, I also go to Sedona. I'll be going to Sedona this year uh, from May 2nd to the 9th and, and again in the middle of September. The energy around Sedona is beautiful. It's It's got a lot of good, wonderful Native American energies there, lots of vortexes. It's different energy from Shasta. Shasta, you go into the hollow earth and you get a lot of healings there. There's also um, portals into the hollow earth in um, in Sedona as well. Um, but it's also got a lot of beautiful Native American energy there. The Hopi are there. Of course, I do fundraise for the Hopi and for they get for they get clean water. Um, we've been. I want to thank everyone so much for their beautiful contributions uh, to help the Hopi, especially um, uh, Sharon in in, um, in Texas has been very generous. Uh, Jan in Texas has been uh, very generous as well. And we have a lot of wonderful supporters, including Teresa, who years ago um, gave thirty five thousand dollars for clean water for the Hopi. To the uh, Washington Clean Water Foundation. Um, Lane McLaughlin is a good friend of mine. He's the head of the Washington Clean Water Foundation, and he's worked out with a manufacturer to give to create these clean water filters for the Hopi at their cost. You don't make any money off of it. Their their uh, the rewards, I guess you could say, are are in heaven for the for the good service they provide. Of course, um, Martha Childress is a wonderful friend of mine. She lives in the Sedona area, close to to the Hopi, and they're having she's having a um, a special water event to raise money for the Hopi. I believe it's on March twenty second, which is an auspicious day. The two twos. Um, uh, I believe you can find more information about her. Um, uh, her wonderful conferences uh, on the Natural Choice Network dot uh, uh, com, or you can just send me simply send me an email. I'll be happy to send the information. It will be a virtual concert, um, and all the proceeds will benefit uh, clean water for the Hopi. And also, too, I want to thank uh, Nancy Rivard, who's with American Airlines Ambassadors Program. She's fantastic help, doing a lot of things uh, to to help the Hopi, as well as Ernest Tahoe, who's a, a Hopi elder. Um, in, in clean water, Michiko Hayashi has been doing beautiful work as well as helping them. Um, uh, Dr. Moto, um, and uh, she used to work for Dr. Moto, and Dr. Moto and uh, Vernon Mesfaya, 
Mesavaya, I think, I hope I'm not saying that correctly, he was a Hopi elder, used to work together for for the Hopi on spiritual issues. But uh, we're all in this together. We're all in this, uh, making this world a better place. And Carolyn White's been instrumental as well. She lives in Lincoln, Washington, in um, helping the Hopi uh, with a lot of technical uh, technical things on the websites and 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 behind the scenes work and, and for the Hopi. You know, the the premise of my show is that if we all work together, I know we can create a much better and happier happier world. I've been broadcasting now since November of 2013. And the purpose of this show and the purpose of my life is to make this world a much better and happier place. Did you know that my um, galactic friends tell me that this is the this is the seventh civilization um, um, to try to ascend. And this is the farthest we've gotten so far in all these, these tens of thousands of years, hundreds of thousands of years of people who've been on this planet to ascend into the higher dimensions. And it's happening right now. I know times are tough in some places around the world, especially in Canada, uh, Australia, New Zealand. And there's some places uh, I know in the U S too, it's, it's a hard place to go, a uh, hard place to be, but, um, there are beacons of freedom here, of course, and, and people who are wonderful light workers holding that light for the rest of humanity. And all this dark period will be over very, very soon. That's what I'm told. Um, uh, Trudeau himself will be gone within two weeks. And at, right after that, within a week or so, week 10 days, will be Biden leaving as well. I can hear the clapping out there now. <laughs> People overjoyed at that prospect. Um, but I don't want to dwell too much on those individuals today. They're very negative. But I, I want you to let you know they're going to be going. The negatives are doing everything they can to stop our ascension. They're trying to stop the evolution, which is trying to, like, saying, to run away. Run away from, they can't run away from God. You know, the God, uh, the supreme being, the, the creator of all that there is, has decreed that this planet shall ascend into the higher dimensions. So we can look forward a timetable of somewhere between August or September this year. We will be shifting into the fourth dimension. After that, in the fall of 2024, um, we will be shifting into the fifth dimension. So um, it's realizing in our lifetime, very, very soon, we will be shifting into the into the higher dimensions. Um, Medbeds will be coming out by the end of the year. They were supposed to come out a year ago, but uh, with the inauguration of the fake president a year ago in January, that that delayed everything while well, we wasted our time with uh, what's his name in Washington, D.C., whoever he is. I'm not sure who he is. Uh, Joe something or other. Last name starts with a B as in boy. That's all I know. But at any rate, um, look at the light that came through when I <laughs> said that. But when, he'll be, when he goes, then the med dead will, will come out and they'll really, really help people in, in many, many, many ways. Um, the, uh, the Galactic Wisdom Conference that I'm having is um, it's on March 12th and 13th. And the nice thing is it's all on Zoom. In years past, we've always had it. I've always had it in person, um, either uh, in the uh, Tacoma or uh, Olympia, Washington area. So once we had it in Gig Harbor um, in, uh, in, in beautiful Puget Sound. But this year we're having it by Zoom. Next year, with I think we'll be able to have it in person um, here in the area um, because uh, people love to communicate. But the nice thing, I'll tell you one positive thing about Zoom is that when you have it on Zoom, um, there's two things, uh, good good things about it. You can you can watch it at your convenience anywhere in the world. You don't have to travel, you know, a long ways or fly anywhere. Um, you can watch it in the, in your home and it's good for up to six months. So it doesn't, you know, you don't have to be there that that weekend to watch it you can wait up to up to six months we have a website 
Uh, the website is www.galacticwisdomconference.com. That's galacticwisdomconference.com. You can go there and, and register if you like. It's uh, And we try to keep a – we always I like to have a very positive conference um, because there's a lot of positive, wonderful things happening. This is a time, I think, um, for celebration for, 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 for all of us because we're finally making it. We are finally ascending. After all these tens and hundreds of millions of years, we are ascending now into the higher dimensions. Uh, what's interesting is that in, in times past, there's been six other civilizations in our past that have almost made it to the ascension and then we stopped. The negatives, for example, uh, stopped our ascension in the 1960s with the assassination of our dear President Kennedy. But um, because it's the destiny of this planet to ascend, we're back now and we are going to do it this time. President Kennedy will be joining. Those messages also will be incorporated in my new German edition of the messages from, from Astrobook. I also have the older copy as well. And for, if you're interested, please go to my website, outofthisworldreadings.com, and you can click on the books there. I also have a second book called Journey to the Other Side, which is a spiritual how-to book to how to um, how to contact spirits on the other side, as well as how to contact benevolent extraterrestrials. I spend a lot of time, I, I talk a lot to the Pleiadians, and I want to thank uh, Admiral Pleiadian Admiral Halosaurus for all his beautiful support. I actually, he's, he, they gave me quarters up on the ship, so that's where I often go. It's up in the fifth dimension, and I spend a lot of time there too. When, um, uh, but uh, we are headed for a time when everything will become very light. And as we shift into the fourth dimension later this year, more and more people will become psychic and, and telepathic. Um, eventually, language will become secondary. And so when you communicate with someone in the fourth or even fifth dimension, all you have to do is look at someone, think of that, and you'll communicate through thoughts because thoughts are things in the higher dimensions. Um, uh, we will still speak languages, different languages, but those the importance of those languages will become a lot less, you know, the language itself will become a lot less important than it is now. Because, and, and the only thing that you'll be able to have when you talk to the other side is truth. And now, isn't that amazing? Politicians, most pol a lot of politicians will lose their jobs because people will realize that they're lying. <laughs> Um, and they won't, and, and so they they won't be able to lie to you. Basically, um, they will only be able to tell the truth to you. And let's say you're a criminal, okay? Let's say um, you've gone out and robbed a bank or done some crimes. Well, if you're interviewed by the police or you're interviewed in a, in a court system, the, the judges or the prosecutor or the police, all they have to do is just read your mind, and they'll tell. They can tell you whether you'll be able to tell. They'll be able to tell whether you're telling the truth or not. Isn't that amazing? So crime will not pay in the higher dimensions. They won't be, you won't be able to, to steal anything. You won't be able to commit any crime because everybody will know what you're about. Isn't that amazing? So um, that's one beautiful thing of going into the higher dimensions. Also, as we ascend into the higher dimensions, we won't need big government like we've got now. You know, the heavy-handed state, um, the... Uh, you know, the clone policemen, the thugs that Trudeau hired to beat up and kill people in Ottawa the last couple of weeks. Um, you won't need that to to regulate people's behavior because or or tyrannic or, or, you know, or hurt them because 
um, people will know how to act. And so we won't have that big government. There will still be a government in the future. That government will be there to help regulate relations between humanity on this planet and um, other uh, extraterrestrial civilizations beyond this planet. So it's going to be a, it's going to be an incredible time. The other thing too, um, and I'll get into this in a minute here um, with my guests, is that there will be fantastic uh, technology available. Um, a lot of these technological adva- technological advances that we've had during the past, um, you know, hundred years or so, has gone into the, what's called the secret space program, where most people on this planet have not been able to to avail themselves of it at all and especially with respect to the med beds the med beds have been part of the secret space program for quite some time and it's such a shame that you know we pay for it we pay for the secret uh space program with our tax dollars and financial support for the secret governments but they don't give anything back and um but that's that's going to be changing this year and as disclosure, true disclosure really, really comes out with respect to different technologies. And that's one of the first things um, that will be coming out this year. And it's, it's literally just a few, uh, I think it will be here by summer. As soon as, um, what's his name? Biden? I think his name is the fake guy in D.C. As soon as he's gone, everything, the flood, floodgates are going to open up, you know. Um, and I don't know why anybody really pays attention to Biden anyway, because he's a fake president. Everybody knows nobody voted for him. Um, and if you're out there in the federal government or in the U.S. military, legally, why should you pay attention to what Biden says? Because if you know, for example, he's a fake president, then why follow any of his orders? It's their 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 cabal orders. He's working for the cabal. He has no interest in the people of the United States. So you can ignore him, too. And it's the same thing you can say about Trudeau in Canada. He's uh, he'll be out very, very soon, my friends, and and I know that. The the uh, the this part of the program, I wanted to talk about uh, some of the guests who I'll be uh, be having on. Uh, one of my good friends is a gentleman named um, Professor um, Jerry Pollock. He's one of the world's most famous water scientists, and he discovered that there were actually um, um, four different fa- four different kinds of water. He called it the fourth phase of water, and I'll go into that now a little bit. There's a solid phase, there's a liquid phase, and there's a gaseous phase. Everybody knows about clouds in the sky, um, of course, water, liquid water, and also um, um, ice uh, as, a, as a particular kind of solid water. There's another uh, fourth phase of water he discovered, which is between the solid and, and, the, um, and the liquid state that exists in our bodies, and that he says... Um, is where the memory of, of water is, which is just fascinating. There was a gentleman named uh, Jack Benveniste uh, back in um, in the in the late 1980s. Uh, he worked at a, at a university in Paris and discovered that water had memory. And one of the experiments he did is he would take um, two bottles of water and he would put um, uh, different homeopathic uh, drops of, of in, into one bottle of water. And the second bottle was completely distilled. There was nothing in it. And but after the two bottles were one right next to one another, after forty eight hours or a couple a uh, couple of days, the memory because water has memory, the memory of that water would travel from the bottle that had the homeopathic drops in it to the water that was completely clean, and you'd find the same elements in the first bottle that had the homeopathic drops. In the second bottle, which didn't have any homeopathic drops in it, but that memory of water would travel 
from one to the other. And one of the things I think that he was he was finding is that actually that was a fifth dimensional or a fourth dimensional physics of memory of water of the memory of water traveling from one container of water to another. And the, the, the possibilities of what we could do with something like that are just fantastic. Let's take a look at ivermectin, for example, which does really help people with, um, with, with a lot of health problems. If you put ivermectin in one, um, one container of water within 48 hours, in theory, um, this should work. The, the, the next, the, the next um, a container of water right over, which is distilled water, should that memory of, of ivermectin, ivermectin should travel from the first bottle to the second. And um, there's another added step to that as well, where you could, um, theor- there are scientists out there who've been able to distill the, um, the um, memory of this, of this water uh, on, a, on a DNA basis um, in a, into a computer programmer, into a computer program, and then send it to another computer um, let's say from send it from Japan to Australia or Japan to Europe or Japan to the United States. And then you could reconstruct that computer, that DNA sequence at your end on your computer without having to manufacture ivermectin all over again or sending it through the mail or sending it through air freight or anything. You could do it just by sending the information for that particular drug or substance to another part of the world and reconstruct it there. And it would work just as much as it would where you're sending it from. What would happen to big pharma and all their pharmaceutical profits and everything, if that were to become known, um, they would probably go bankrupt. Why would anybody buy anything from big pharma when you could simply send the information by computer to another computer in the world and reproduce it there? Wouldn't that be fantastic? Um, uh, maybe that's the reason why Jack Vembenese lost his funding as soon, as soon as he made this discovery about the memory of water and what he was finding out. He lost his funding, and then in the, uh, I believe it was 88 or 89, he went into the hospital for a minor problem. I think he had congestion or, or something. I'm not sure what happened, but he very minor medical issue, and he was dead just a couple of days later. So some people think that he was killed in the hospital. Mm. There's another man, Luc Montagnier, a wonderful man. I really, I, I was fortunate enough to meet him back in 2018 at a water conference in Europe. And um, at the conference I was at, um, Professor Montagnier spoke out against uh, Nestle and other big companies trying to privatize water because Nestle believes that water um, should is a is it, no, it's not a public good. People should pay for water, and it's like pay for air. If you want air, you should pay for it, right? <laughs> And other silly ideas. When he spoke against that, uh, Professor Montagnier also came out and said um, last year, he said that everyone who's taken the shot will die within two years. He's done a, He did an analysis of what was in the shots. Um, I don't want to say too much about it today, but he did do an analysis and found that most people would die within two years. And he was going to be testifying at, at uh, Rainier Fulmich's, uh, you know, wonderful attorney in Germany who's had this uh, legal case going uh, against various governments in the world and pharmaceutical companies. He was going to have um, uh, Luc Montagnier testify at this court hearing against uh, Big Pharma and what they've been doing with the shop program. Unfortunately, Luc Montagnier was died here recently 
Um, some people think he maybe was attacked. I'm not sure what happened, but he's not with us now. But um, but he is with us on the other side. He did. He was a great man, and I really enjoyed meeting him some years ago. Um, but anyway, getting back to Professor Pollock, he's a wonderful professor. Uh, one thing I wanted to tell everyone: there was a gentleman on my show about five years, four or five years ago, named uh, uh, Matthias Di Stefano. And Matthias, he was an interesting man. He was from Argentina. Um, he's in his early 30s now. And, but yet he had vivid memories of living in Atlantis 15,000 years ago. And in those memories, he talked about the computers that they had, and they were water-based computers. And I think what the Atlanteans did is that they had um, water um, made up of what's called, Professor Pollock calls easy water, which has a vast storage capability, far greater than anything that we have now in hardware on the planet now. But they used water, um, not H2O, but maybe H3O10, H3O20, um, and used the additional uh, oxygen molecules in the h to H to H2O molecule to store information for um, for for people, and that was that was a very common computer that they had during the Atlantean times. Uh, Matthias said that um, um, when Atlantis destroyed itself twelve thousand five hundred years ago, these computers, water-based computers, went into the Atlantic Ocean, and that information that they had is still in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, and someday, he said that uh, scientists, our scientists on Earth will be able to take a, a cup of water, a glass of water, a bottle of water from the Atlantic Ocean, and distill it into the books, into the knowledge that the Atlanteans did have. They also used these water-based computers in the Mediterranean region as well. And he told me on, my, uh, on the interview, I had him with him years ago, um, that you could, in, in theory, you could take a glass of water or a bottle of water from the Mediterranean Sea. And distill that as well, once we have the technology, into knowledge, into these water-based computers. Uh, the knowledge, it's like, they're, they're like floating thumb drives all over the Mediterranean and the Atlantic. And in theory, you could do the same thing with the Pacific Ocean, too, because the Pacific uh, was the location of both Mu, MU, and Lemuria. Lemuria was also destroyed by the Atlanteans 12,500 years ago, and its capital was in Maui. Actually, if you go to the top of Maui, for those of you in beautiful Hawaii, there are steps at the very top of that mountain where you walk down. And those steps, the, the, the Hawaiian elders say, is those steps are from Lemuria. And you're, they're still there. It's amazing. They look a little worn, as you would expect after 12,000 12, 500 years, but those steps are still there, and um, it's an amazing place. But that that um, but there's so much going on. Um, did you know? I found this out a couple of years ago. Bill Gates, you know everyone's favorite friend. Um, he's got um, a water based um, a water based research um, uh, uh, organization based in Denmark in Copenhagen where he studies uh, water-based computers right now. That's his next field of research. So it's not as far-fetched as you might think. Mm. And actually, it's, it's a wonderful, it's a, it's, it would be an amazing thing. There's other mediums. Now, I was told by Billy and Zora of the Hollow Earth that um, in, the, in the Hollow Earth itself, which is a vast civilization underneath the surface of this planet, that they actually um, 
um, that they, they, they use amino acids uh, to store information, much like the water-based computers, but they are able, able to actually store more information on an amino acid-based computer. So we have an amazing, all this technology is out there um, and it's going to be coming to us in the coming years. It'll be a cornucopia of, um, um, uh, of, of different, uh, different new technologies to really help people because the, the purpose of being here on this planet is to help make it into a paradise, not a place where people are fighting, not a place where people wear da- uh, face diapers 24-7, not a place where, um, where people are getting bit, beat up by the police like in Canada and killed in Australia, but a place where people truly have joy and freedom. That's our destiny. Um, and, um, and we're headed for it. We're headed for it right now, my friends. And I, and I know that um, in the coming years, um, by 2025, late 2024, when we shift into the fifth dimension, we'll look back and our children and children's children will say, Mommy and Daddy, what did you do during the shift? What did you do during the ascension? What did you do to help make this planet a better place? Um, and so it's going to be, it, it really is an amazing time to be alive, even though I know it's hard for a lot of people around the world. But I want people to keep, think of a positive Im- image for the future because that's what um, it's all about, isn't it? About making this place a better place, not only for yourselves, but your children and your children's children. Um, the children, of course, are, are uh, jewels of the future. And uh, without children, without caring for our kids, we don't have a future, do we? And, um, but that's why it's so important to make the right decisions now. I was told um, last year, last, last year and the year before that, that the decisions we make now will affect humanity for many thousands of years. And so, um, but we're doing fine. I know uh, I expected the negatives to put up a lot of uh, blockages on our path. But we're overcoming them, and we are getting a lot of help. I want to tell you: just look up in the night sky, and you'll see. Um, um, you'll, you, if you look carefully, you'll be able to see some of the Pleiadian ships, which are helping us now. Uh, at my good friend out in Pleiadian Admiral Halosaurus says that there's 2.5 million Pleiadian ships now circling the planet, bombarding this planet with tons of of highly positive and beneficial energies, um, which is happening right now. Um, that's why I think one of the reasons why um, that trucker that trucker protest happened in Canada so quickly because people are fed up. They want their freedom, and the vibrations had raised to the point where people aren't going to take it anymore. It's the same in Australia, same in the United States, same all over this world. And the the negatives are losing the war. There's very little they can do to stop us now. We're we're actually really on, on, almost there, and it's a beautiful time to be alive. But um, anyway, Professor Pollock will be is one of my speakers for the conference, and I'm so glad he's he'll be coming on. For those of you who might naively think that, well, water's water, right? I mean, it's all water's in this cup here, and it all looks the same to me. But water's different. There's a lot of different properties of water. People don't realize it. Dr. Moto, before um, he passed away, said that God is water, and water is God. And water really is in in all of us. We're seventy percent water in our bodies, and this planet is also seventy percent water as well so we have a lot of commonality with water and i think it is a messenger um uh for god along with professor Pollock, of course is um my good friend alfred weber he's a famous uh judge and, and lawyer based in vancouver canada and it's a very interesting story how he ended up there i don't know if i told you this before but he was a well-known um 
um, environmental activist um, in New York City. He was the head of their environmental agency back in the early 70s. And um, when President Jimmy Carter was first elected, I think back in 1976, Jim, President Carter was a good, good president. He appointed um, uh, Alfred Weber as the head of his um, uh, UFO, uh, UFO Disclosure Commission. And as soon as that happened, guess what happened? The negatives didn't want that. They didn't want disclosure of, of extraterrestrial life. So I'm, I'm told that Donald Rumsfeld and um, George Bush Sr. put out a contract to eliminate him. So Mr. Weber, Alfred found out about that, flew immediately to to Mexico City where he lived for a number of years. And then he um, went and fled up to Canada where he had relatives. And he's been in Canada ever since. He's written a, a fantastic uh, new book called The Chronarchy. And it's about how he says there's a secret government, negative government, that time travels and tries to alter our future, not in a good way. And he's come out with a couple of books uh, on it now. I believe his website is omniversity.com. Uh, That's omni, O-M-N-I, university.com. Or if you Google Alfred Weber, and it's it's Alfred Lamarot Weber, it's W-E-B-R-E, you'll find his works there. He was just on my show um, last Saturday. And also, too, he'll be coming on as as a featured guest on my my Galactic Wisdom Conference. He's a wonderful man. He does a lot of work with the International Court of Justice in indicting um, people around the world for crimes against humanity. He's been doing a lot, a lot of that recently. But he's a wonderful fellow, and I can't wait to, for you to see, see his presentation um, next month. Um, he uh, lives in Vancouver. He doesn't come down to the United States very much now. He says he doesn't feel safe down here. I can't blame him after what happened. Um, but he's a good man, and I'm, I know you'll enjoy him. I hope you can, you can watch his, um, his, his presentation. There's a lot of good people in Canada nowadays standing up for their rights um, against the tyranny there. And one of them who I admire one of the most is Dr. Julie Panessi. She was a professor uh, for for 20 years or so of ethics at the University of Western Ontario. Um, But some months ago, the university came to her and said, Dr. Panessi, you've got to take the shot or else you're not going to work anymore. And she had heard the stories, of course, about a lot of people dying from the shot. And she said, you know, she said, I, I don't want to take it. It's my choice. It's my body. I believe in medical freedom. She's a professor of ethics. And she's, she told the university, I don't think it's ethical for you to force me to take a, um, a shot. That's basically an experimental drug that hasn't been proven to help anybody. And that causes a lot of deaths right now and disability. So she refused. And then the university terminated her. She now works for a uh, democracy um, organization in Canada. But I really really, really admire her for standing up. She's coming out with a new book. Um, I believe it's on sale here in the next week or two. If you if you um, you do a, a search for her name under uh, uh, Dr. Julia, uh, Julie Ponesse, P-O-N-E-S-S-E, uh, you'll be able to find her new book that's, that's coming out on the ethical dilemmas that she faced uh, as a professor. She's a great lady, and, and I, I want everyone to send lots of love and light to her. You know, she was um, she had 20 years of a fantastic career at the University of Western Ontario in Canada. No complaints, nothing. Everyone loved her. And then the university comes out with this crazy request to have her shot 
ever take the shot. You know, she's got a, she's got uh, small children. So if um, she takes the shot, if she dies, then who else is going to take care of the kids? I mean, you know, you've got to think about those things. The university didn't care, um, but I'm glad, so glad she stood up to them. And she's become quite well known in Canada and around the world. And I'm so honored she'll be giving a presentation as, as, as part of my, uh, as part of my conference. Uh, one of, one of my favorite people are, um, Pia and Colin Baird, B-A-I-R-D. Um, they are, they'd have been in contact for many years, well over 10, 20 years with Larkma, L spelled L-A-A-R-K-M-A-A. Um, now, I think they have a website named that as well, Larkma, L-A-A-R-K-M-A-A. Some people on my on my last show, when they were on, on my show a couple of weeks ago, they looked it up, but they forgot to add the two. There's two ways at the end of A. It's M-A-A, so it's Larkma. It's not 1A, it's 2A on both. But if you put that in, you should be able to find them. Larkma is a collective of Pleiadian souls. They are in the fifth and sixth dimensions from the Pleiades constellation. The Pleiades constellation is is um, 424.6 light years from this planet. It's a ways. <laughs> it's a ways to go, but they, they usually use uh, time portal technology to, to get here. It takes them from from the base, uh, from the uh, Pleiadian base in Alcone, A-L-Y-C-O-N-E, um, they can travel here. The Pleiadians can travel here in one of their UFOs in seven hours. Then it takes another day, I'm told, for them to get adjusted to this uh, space and time of this part of the of the universe. So they can travel a long long, long ways in a very, very short amount of time. Um, but Larkma is a collective group of Pleiadians who every two weeks, they have they have calls on Sunday morning, I believe at 8 a.m. Mountain, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Uh, mountain time, or um, what is it, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, 10 a.m. Central or 11, a, 11 a.m. Eastern um, on Sunday mornings. You can listen to their, 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 their words of wisdom. One of the things that they said um, uh, was that in in middle of January that people would start to wake up and stand up to this tyranny. That's also happened. Uh, Adama also told me the same thing. Adama is the beautiful spirit who's the um, who's the um, spiritual head of Telos underneath Mount Shasta. He also told me the same thing in the middle of uh, November last year, when you know there's a lot of difficult times around the planet. And he said as well that by early to mid January that people would start waking up. And we would, um, people would rise up around the world against this tyranny. And exactly what happened, it was amazing. Round about January, what, uh, when did the truckers strike? Uh, the 28th? It was before that they were uh, protesting as well in Australia, New Zealand. Um, sure, it wasn't pleasant. A lot of people, um, you know, were, were uh, hurt and beaten up by the police, but uh, we're persevering through and we're going to get through this the the dark side is not going to win the light side is going to win and it is it is our destiny all of my great friends tell me that for us to create a beautiful and harmonious planet filled with light and love there's no reason for us to to be fighting all the time one of the one of the great messages that um president Kent kennedy gave me uh, a little more than a year ago is that he said a couple of things to me, and I'll I'll uh, elaborate them on in about fifteen minutes when I go to the second part of my show. That uh, we are all one, and once we realize that we all have that that link to God within us, then we won't hurt each other anymore. We won't 
we won't uh, be fighting it anymore because we're really fighting among ourselves, isn't it? If we, if if um, uh, if 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 your argument with somebody, if you realize that you both have God within you, then it's rather silly to to be in conflict with with each other, isn't it? The second thing that President Kennedy told me a little more than a year ago was to leave no neighbor behind for the ascension. So that's why I've been working so hard as I as I have been all these years. Uh, it's a labor of love to help with the ascension. I know that's my sole purpose. It was the same sole purpose I had during the Atlantean period, 12,500 years ago, when I was a priest in one of the temples in Atlantis. Uh, at that time, there was a small clique of military and um, government leaders, if you will, um, civic leaders who wanted to control the, the earth. They wanted to dominate the earth with the with the use, threatening the use of crystalline and nuclear technology. And so they got together, the, the negatives got together. We tried this, all of us tried to stop it during the Atlantic period, but we failed. And they ended up destroying the planet. Now, Billy from uh, the Hollow Earth uh, in Zora tell me that um, the reason why Atlantis imploded and Lemuria went into the Pacific, also destroyed itself, is that the Atlanteans shot a weapon from Atlantis through the through the Earth to Lemuria to try to try to make some sort of insane shortcut. In in that, I don't know all the details, but they used uh, they used weapons. There were crystalline weapons and nuclear weapons, and when they did that, they ended up blowing up much of the planet. The interesting thing about Lemuria about um, about um, Telos and the, the civilization under Mount Shasta is that the Lemurians had a, had some notice before it happened. And so they were able, there were about one point, uh, there were roughly, I think there were about one and a half million um, people in, in, in Lemuria at the time. And they, but they were able to get all of their technology and 25,000 of their people, not everybody, a, a small group. And they were able to escape to caverns underneath Mount Shasta in Northern California. And so they've been there ever since. The second thing that happened after Lemuria blew up, uh, the Atlanteans blew up Lemuria, part of that continent drifted to the west coast of the United States um, from about the Mount Shasta area all the way up to beautiful Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. And so in the area where the mountains are, the Cascade Mountains in the middle of Washington, Oregon, and Northern California, going right up into southern British Columbia on that west side of the mountain range, that whole area is full of Lemurian energy because that whole area contains remnants of Lemuria that drifted off to the west coast of what is today called North America. So you have a lot of good spiritual energy in that part of, of the world. And that's why a lot of psychics come out to this part of the country. Um, and um, they don't know why, but they're, they're gravitated to it. I myself was born in, in uh, Washington State and lived here most of my life. And um, it's, uh, it's a place that's very, very spiritual, a lot of good spiritual people. In spite of all the stuff the negatives have been trying to do to us, it's still a very spiritual place with a lot of good spiritual people as well. But um, that's why you feel that energy. Now, it, as you go south from Mount Shasta into Sacramento, that spiritual energy really drops off. And that's because that soil, that, that landmass that was part of Lemuria isn't there. And you can feel the difference. Um, I'm sensitive to vibrations and I, when i go into an area i can feel that lemuria and that higher energy coming in and it feels wonderful actually it really really does and um other parts of the country have different energies of course when you go to uh, cusco and uh, machu picchu in in peru beautiful area i hope to go back this october um you feel as soon as you get off the plane in cusco you can feel that higher vibration 
coming right up and it, and it feels wonderful it's fourth dimensional energy they'll be one of the first ones going into fifth dimension that whole area will be shifting into the higher dimensions as well as we shift um, as we shift i i want to tell you that all eyes of the universe right now are on this planet as far as what's happening here it's the most literally the most exciting game in the universe earth right now I know it's hard. It's a, it's, a, it's a hard place to be right now for many people, but it's also the most exciting. And there are many souls who wanted to be part of this ascension that couldn't, couldn't do it because there weren't enough bodies for everybody around. So, um, you know, just consider yourself lucky to be here, I guess. Um, you know, it's, it's a hard time. And for those warriors in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, the United States, <coughs> and other countries standing up in Germany, for example, Austria, standing up to tyranny in Sweden. Um, things will get better, are getting better now. A lot of the mandates are being dropped and everything, but we have a beautiful, bright future ahead of us. And I, I want everyone to realize that because we really, we really do. Um, Michiko Hayashi worked for the for Dr. Emoto for uh, I think about ten years as his assistant. She does beautiful work. One of the one of the things that the Emoto office publishes is called. Um, the Message from Water, which is a children's book um, on the beautiful messages from, from Dr. Moto's work. And I'll give you an example of it. This is um, a crystal formed by, by love and gratitude. If you take a, a glass of water, for example, and write love and gratitude on the bottle of water, you'll very likely, this is the kind of crystal that's formed on the electron microscope level of, of that beautiful word, those beautiful words, love and gratitude. Dr. Moto found that Love and gratitude created the most beautiful crystals of all the crystals um, that that he made. And interestingly enough, if you um, write a negative word on a bottle of water, like you fool, for example, that's what you fool looks like. Isn't that interesting? Uh, Doesn't look very nice, does it? Um, But um, that's what happens. So that if 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 you think positive about the future, you can create... We are all gods and goddesses, and we can create a beautiful future as well. One of the things I don't like about Western media and media in general in the world is that they've filled us full of fear for the past almost two years during this pandemic. And I call it a pandemic, P-L-A-N-demic, because it's all been planned out to keep us in fear. Now, with the, uh, with the conflict uh, going on in Ukraine and Russia, um, that's another fear-based method that they that the negatives are using to keep everybody in fear i don't think the ukraine situation will come to anything at all i think it's like president putin said a couple of days ago to president biden he said that biden was a big the president of nothing he is the president of nothing <laughs> and putin uh, has, has a good attitude about that as as well um but at any rate um dr emoto has beautiful work with the message from water and uh um, her office, Michiko's office in Tokyo, distribute these books as well. Um, they do a lot of that, and it really helps. Now, with the Hopi, what we do is that we raise water for, for we raise monies for uh, water filters, but we also um, distribute, and when we distribute these water filters, we also give out a copy of one of these books to the children in each family in the Hopi and Navajo Reservation as well, so they can, uh, so the kids can learn about the beautiful work of uh, Dr. Moto, and they can learn that um, uh, they can learn that we um, 
we, we can create a much better and happier world. Native, Native peoples around the world understand this better, I think, than maybe somebody, some people in the West, just because a lot of people in the West, unfortunately, maybe that's not as true as anymore, but a lot of people are divorced from the environment, divorced from nature, divorced from, from, from Mother Earth, if you will, and so they don't understand these issues as much as they should. But, but it's there, and um, anyway, she'll be giving a presentation, this beautiful presentation, and I'm so honored that uh, she'll be there. Karen White, my good friend, um, she's a um, aura reader, a fantastic chakra coach. Um, one inter- interesting thing, they do a lot of aura photography, and um, she told me this, I don't know, two, three years ago, that in the, in the photographs that she was doing at different fairs um, around the uh, Seattle Olympia area, um, that there was a like a ninth diamond-shaped chakra that was appearing. At, there's the crown chakra here, but there was another diamond-shaped chakra just above a person's head, and that was part of the fourth and fifth dimension that was starting to appear in people. Now, everything's been down, shut down here thanks to this pandemic. A few fairs have been going on, but I'm sure she's still seeing that too, and that, that was a harbinger of, of further spiritual change for many people because people were already starting to ascend into the higher dimension several years ago, and I'm sure she's seen more and more of that. I'm sure she'll talk about that more as well as on her presentation uh, next month. But um, anyway, it's a fantastic opportunity to see a lot of amazing people. You also will be seeing... Um, uh, Professor Irvin Laszlo, he's one of the world's most famous philosophers of science. He'll be, um, um, uh, he'll be uh, giving us a presentation from Budapest, um, Hungary, and um, he's written something like two, over 200 books and articles on creating, of, of making this world a better place. And one of his newest initiatives is, is a book uh, called The Upshift, uh, UP Shift, S-H-I-F-T. And, and, and basically, it's, it's the ascension and how we can all make this world a much better and happier place with our activities, increasing vibrations, and, um, and uh, bringing love and light to the planet. So he'll be, he'll be talking about that, along with his good friend, Dr. Dr. Sagi Maria. Uh, Dr. Maria is a wonderful lady. She does a lot of what, what's called remote healing. Um, she's a psychic and a healer. She heals people from, from, from her office in Budapest, Hungary, all over the world. And, and Dr. Um, Dr. Laszlo, Professor Laszlo is a beneficiary of that. She's, he says that he's helped her so much with so many different uh, issues he's had over the years. And so I'm, I'm so happy to have her, her on my show. One thing I wanted to tell you, um, is that the medical profession as it's practiced here on earth is really going to change this year. It's going to change for several reasons. First and foremost, the med beds will be coming out later this year um, and they'll really help people. Um, I don't believe it'll, 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 it'll be a solution for all physical problems because I've been told it cannot change back your DNA if it's been changed by the mRNA uh, shots people have taken. However, it'll help with everything else, and it's been a technology that's been a that's been used in the secret space program for many, many years. I've heard of uh, well, Randy Kramer was on my show. He was a soldier in the secret space program that he, I guess, he lost a, an arm or something, and he went into the med beds. These med beds used in the secret space program, where he was able to grow back a whole arm back. Isn't that amazing? Um, and um, don't know. I don't. I, I don't know how they do it, except that I do know that they create a hologram of what of, of a healthy body that you should have or what it should look like. And they put you into that. So then your your body and cells match that 
But the problem is that if you've taken the shot, that permanently alters your uh, DNA um, in not a good way. And so they, they, they can't change that. I don't know. They, they, but, but there is, I have been talking to the Galactics and I have talked to the Pleiadians about this. And they can help heal and change that mRNA so that you aren't altered, uh, permanently altered by, by the shot. But we'll, we'll, uh, we'll go into that at the conference uh, next month. And it's going to be an exciting time, especially when, um, um, when these med, med bits um, come out. But it's going to radically change the medical so-called profession uh, here in this, in this country and elsewhere. Um, I don't know where you, if wherever people lived, I've had, I've had a lot of disturbing reports that um, hospitals around the world, especially in the United States and Canada and England and other places, um, when people um, get sick, or maybe um, have a car accident or whatever, and they need to go to the hospital, the hospital calls it COVID and then um, gives them an overdose of rendesivir, I think it's called, and puts them on a, on a, a breathing apparatus. And so the person dies, and then they get like up to $100,000 in the United States for the death. That's not right. That's murder. Um, and I hope, I do hope these hospitals and their staff and the doctors and the nurses who knowingly participate in this program are prosecuted and put in jail for murder, because that's not right. And that's what's been happening a lot here in the United States and elsewhere. But all of this truth is going to come out this year. Um, and I know that this, this practice will, will stop. Um, the, and that leads me into my next guest for my conference will be Dr. Lee Merritt. She's a fantastic doctor. Uh, she speaks up for truth. She's, um, orthopedic surgeon. She's, she lives in Iowa and she believes in, uh, alternative healthcare and trying out new and different methods for her, um, for her patients. Her website is www.themedicalrebel.com, Medical Rebel, like her dad. She said she started getting interested in medicine when her father, uh, she used to carry her dad's um, medical bag for him when he used to do house calls uh, for patients. You remember the time when people used to do house calls here in the United States and Canada and elsewhere, when people were sick, the doctors came to you? Well, after the 20s, the Rockefellers changed all that. Um, but um, that was an amazing time. But she does remember those days when her dad used to do that. And she's a fantastic, good-hearted lady, and I'm so glad that she'll be, she'll be um, part of the program. I also will be giving a presentation as well on our beautiful bright future and I'll also have a segment on how to talk to angels and spirits um, beyond the grave you know my spirit friends all tell me that they're that they're not dead they're simply in another dimension and um, uh, people will often come to me for a psychic reading I've been doing readings now since uh, I've been in touch with the other side for about uh, 28 years, 27, 28 years now. I come from a psychic family and it's just as easy for me to talk to you here in this third dimension as it is to communicate with my spirit friends uh, in the fourth and fifth and in higher dimensions as well as benevolent extraterrestrials. And I teach people how to do that. But one of the things that I've learned many times from from spirits who've passed on is that they, um, unless somebody will come to me and say, Ted, I'd, I'd love to talk to my mom and dad or, or my, my, my pet my pet that passed on or, or um, a relative and I'll, and, and, and I'll, I'll ask them to tell me a little bit of them. Let's say, well, they, they died. And then the, the spirit comes in and says, I'm not dead. <laughs> the spirits always say that's insulting. I'm not dead. And I, and I tell them that they said, there's no such thing as death. They simply changed form into another, into another, uh, in another higher dimension. Um, it's funny, but when I talked to Billy and Jane, and Zora on the other side, um, and, and they, 
they say that um, uh, when people people don't die, they have ascended, and that's true. They go into another another physical state, another higher dimensional um, um, uh, under the higher dimension of existence. Um, there's actually 12 different levels of dimensions, uh, 12 different dimensions. Uh, we exist here in the third. That's ending soon. We'll be shifting into the fourth. Uh, the supreme being or God who created all that there is exists in the 12th dimension. And um, with the shift we're going into later this year, as we shift into the fourth and then fifth dimension, all the dimensions will move up one. So that the 12th dimension where the supreme being now exists will now be in the 13th dimension so everything will shift up one and you'll never guess which planet in which solar system in which galaxy all the other life forms and this universe have been wait all waiting for us to ascend to make the right choices so we ascend and create a better and happier planet it's this one earth they've been waiting for earth for many thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years, for us to make the right decisions so we do ascend. And so this planet, the, not, not Mother Earth herself, but some of the people on this planet have been the reasons why humanity has held, some people on this planet have held the rest of the universe back. Because it's not only Earth that's ascending, it's also the 40 other planets in this in this solar system. Notice I said 40 other planets, because if you just count third dimension, there's maybe eight, nine planets in this solar system. But if you count all the other dimensions, my galactic friends tell me that there's 40 other planets in other, in other dimensions. For example, Venus. Venus, there's a, um, there's a third dimensional planet. We can see with our telescopes, it's kind of gaseous. But there's also a fifth dimensional planet in Venus as well, that we can't see in our third dimension, but it is there. Oleg Elnick is a good friend of mine. Um, I think she's still alive. Um, a wonderful lady. She came from Venus in the fifth dimension to come down to this planet to try to help with our ascension many years ago. And that's it's been a hard life for her, but uh, I know that she's done wonderful work, and I want to thank her so much for coming down to try to help humanity. But we are all uh, we are all ascending now, but the rest of the universe has been waiting for us, and, and we have so many different civilizations watching us right now to make sure to see to see how we do and i know that there's uh, benevolent ets watching uh, listening to this show today and i appreciate their wonderful help so much um and um especially admiral Halosaurus and the Plidians, uh my Plidian family but uh, we are all ascending right now whether we whether we know it or not um there was a video i saw it's about two weeks ago and it was at the border crossing in Coutts, uh, C-O-U-T-T-S, Alberta, between um, Alberta and Montana, where all the protesters and the truckers, they walked, there were two lines. There were the police, the RCMP on one line on the right, facing these protesters on the left. And the protesters, you know what they did? They walked over and they gave them a big hug. Isn't that nice? <laughs> that was such a beautiful moment. I have that video. I should play it. I'll, I'll play it on my next show. But that's a, that was a beautiful clip to see. And some of the some of the people there were giving the, the the police flowers, and they were laughing. And you know what? I guess now that the protest has has ended there because they made their point. But that was a wonderful way to end it. Trudeau in Ottawa instead hired these thugs, brutal brutal clones that just beat people up. 
and I still think that I, I think they're still beating people up, smashed in truck windows. People were getting killed. Very unfortunate. He didn't need to handle that, but I don't think Trudeau is human at all myself, and he'll be out very, very soon. But I, I hope all of you can, um, can be a part of my Galactic Wisdom Conference next month. It's always held on the second week, weekend of March. And this year, it's no different. It's on March 12th and 13th. It's like, um, it's like the postman in a way. Uh, come rain or shine, no matter what's happening, we deliver. In other words, um, every year my conference is being held, even if we are shut down, I'm, even if I am in a bad state with a, with a terrible Democratic governor, we still have our conference and it's on Zoom this year. Um, um, but uh, and I'm sure next year, um, after all the, rest- the restrictions are ending now, and they will be folding off here in, a, in, a, in the next month or two. Um, next year, we'll have a, a conference that'll be in in it'll be open, and people will be able to meet themselves um, uh, physically. Um, this so I will, I hope you can all come. The website is www.galacticwisdomconference.com, and you can register there. More information will be posted about the conference as well. Um, this week and you know we're all human we all have that that spark of god within us uh one of the things that the galactics have told me is that when this is all said and done when we've shifted into the fifth dimension in a couple of years and we're living in a beautiful planet where people live 300 to 500 years where there's no fighting and no wars where people actually get along and love each other in peace and harmony this planet will be a model for other civilizations and other parts of the universe and it'll be amazing because it'll show how both all these different species and races, which are basically different expressions of God, will be able to live. And that's an amazing thought. That's I was told that many years ago, and I believe that to be true. So we're all here for a very special purpose in helping to raise the vibration um, for peace and light, because um, the better planet full of light and love is something that we are headed for. And there's absolutely nothing that the negatives can can do to stop it. Oh, they're trying. I know they're trying, but they're not going to be successful because we have the force of the supreme being, the creator of all that there is behind us. And she, um, and I believe God is a she. If I have to pick a pick a sex, I believe she's she or he. Um, um, loves us dearly and and is helping us now to get over over this hump. Um, Back in um, 2015, um, I 2016, I was approached by my good friend Albert Einstein to write this book called Messages from the Masters. Well, a cosmic book of galactic wisdom. And I want to thank uh, Carolyn and Jerry White so much for helping me with publishing and helping me now to publishing this book. It was self-published. And the way the book started was that um, I was uh, been working all day in this uh, um, in this library on my radio show, um, I broadcast um, back then. I was broadcasting on KKNW uh, out of Bellevue, Washington, um, in Seattle. I broadcast there for I believe eight years, um, seven, yeah, no, seven, seven, seven years. And um, I had been thinking all day about what Albert Einstein would think about what was going on now in the world. So. Um, thought about him quite a bit that day. And as I was walking out of the library late in the afternoon, um, uh, I finished my work and I was just going to go home. I was walking out of the library. I heard this voice in my head saying, I hear you want to talk to me. 
So I looked around, I didn't see anybody, and of course, but I'm, I come from a psychic family, so to hear that kind of voice is not unusual. So I looked around and I said, who is this? <laughs> and he said, this is Albert Einstein. <laughs> I said, I think I better sit down. So I sat down in a nearby park bench and we talked for about the next three and a half hours. About his life, about um, the kinds of things he would have done differently had he lived again on, on earth here, what messages he'd, he'd like to give to humanity, um, about how he would make the world a better place. He talked about his bomb of love um, and um, that um, the most powerful and amazing force in the universe is love. And once we realize that, love conquers all, and we can create a, a better world. And um, it, it, it's, it's a long story, everything that happened, but um, um, he, um, he said, would you like to meet my friends uh, after talking to three and a half hours? And I said, sure. So I said, my, your friends are my friends. So the first entity to come through spirit was Leonardo da Vinci. And Leonardo had, uh, I've always been fascinated by Mr. Da Vinci's ability to see into the future. Now, what he would do at night, um, he would, um, um, he would um, time travel into the future. And um, I'll get to Nostradamus in a minute, because Nostradamus also told me about time travel as well. But he would also do time travel as well. But the thing is about time travel is that because this planet is a planet of free will, it's governed by people's choices. So if you're looking into the future now, because choices, people's minds, their choices can change. And they can think one way, but yet maybe make a different choice for something else. So that the further you go out, the more variation there can be. But nevertheless, instead, in spite of that factor, um, there is often a main path for a timeline. It's like the main tributary of a river. It's the main path that that civilization would take. And so what Leonardo would do is late at, he would go to sleep at night, and he got to the point where he was able to train his mind to go while he was sleeping in the astral plane into the future. Now, later in life, he, tell, he tells me that he was also able to go into a trance during the day as well. And so, like, he would go, for example, from back back in the uh, 16th century all the way to, let's say, the 1930s or 1940s, and he'd see World War II. Or he'd go in. He was mostly, a lot of it, he was interested in um, in technology, okay? So, he would go into the 70s and see this big flying plane, 747 going. He'd also see submarines as well being created. He saw those a lot in World War II and in this, this century as well. And what he would do is that he would take what he sees and then bring it back to where he is in, um, in um, 16th century, uh, uh, 15th, 16th century Italy. And he was a great artist. And so he was simply drawn. He would start writing it, it would, drawing it out. And it would take several days, often maybe weeks for him to do the replica. But that's what he, that's the message he got for flying machines, for submarines, for all kinds of different, different things. He was able to time travel into the future. And he told me that all of us time travel, actually, um, during the, during the night, when we, when we go to sleep, we actually go into the fourth and fifth dimensions. And one of the best times I find 
for um, going time for time traveling or traveling in the astral plane is just before you wake up. There's three different levels of consciousness. There's um, um, alpha, beta, and theta. Alpha is now when you're fully awake, conscious. Beta is when you're um, kind of in a sleep state, but not really. I mean, you're still you can still be aware of things in the other dimension, but you're you're kind of you're sort of in a in in that kind of fuzzy state. You're actually in the fourth and fifth dimension. Theta is in a deep state sleep. You usually don't remember anything in theta in theta, but you do get downloads then. You can get downloads then. And so um, he would go into beta. He was able to go, go into the beta state during the day and go into the future and see things and then come back and just draw them. That's how he was able to, to, to look into the future. And um, he, he gotten a lot of help. And he wanted to show humanity of the amazing cornucopia of different technology that will be coming to us here. And um, he wanted to share that with humanity. It was a time, um, he said, there was a lot of repression. Um, Europe was just coming out of the Dark Ages. Uh, the church especially uh, was very, very, um, they would kill people, call them heretics, if they questioned their authority at all. And it was, it was a bad time. Um, and especially, uh, as, as people know, the history of Central and South America, uh, the Spanish would come in, the church, the, the church in, in Spain would come in, and they'd, you know, kill natives, and they destroyed all these beautiful Mayan books on the culture and history of, of their beautiful culture and history. And, the, and the, those books, by the way, contain a lot of information about Atlantis and Lemuria that's lost to the world now because of what they did back then. Um, the interesting, I don't want to get too much off track, but um, the gold and silver, but especially the gold that the that the, the king of Spain took from the natives in Central and South America helped finance the conquest, the Spanish conquest of the New World. Because they didn't have the money before, but they got a whole bunch of gold from that. It was it a was sad, uh, sad part of human history. All that knowledge was lost. And if it, and if it, if it if, but however, if it had been stayed, people would know much more about their history about Lemuria and Atlantis now. But it was all, much of it was, was lost. Anyway, I'll be um, in my new book, uh, the German, which is in German, which is being published very shortly. I will have a complete new chapter on Leonardo da Vinci, on the, um, on the, uh, on the, um, his missed messages for the future and how he did it. So if you're interested in time travel, you might want to read that and, and get some information from Leonardo on how, how he did it. Um, I really like J. Robert, J. Robert Oppenheimer. Um, he was a contemporary of Albert Einstein. He was director of Los Alamos, uh, also helped um, create the atomic bomb. And um, he quoted from the Bhagavad Gita, um, the Hindu Bible, back uh, when the Trinity explosion happened, I believe, in July of 1945. It was a test run for the uh, tragic bombing of uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And he said, um, uh, the, he said, he quoted Bhagavad Gita, and it's, he said that I have become death, the destroyer of worlds, when he looked at that, because that's what happened. It was, a, it was an above ground explosion to see if the, uh, what, what the atomic bomb do, and he was witness to that. And um, from what, what he tells me, he became a constant chain smoker after that. It was so upsetting to him to see that kind of destruction because he realized then what a mistake we had made. And Professor Einstein made the same 
same kind of organization. Um, and um, that's when that's when Professor Einstein came out with his. He wrote his um, um, uh, letter. It's called "The Bomb of Love." That he had, if he had to do his life over again, he would have stayed a clerk in Switzerland in Basel and not gone into science and not created the bomb of destruction that could destroy the world. Um, he would have instead created a bomb of peace and love that would have, that when exploded, it would send love and harmony and peace everywhere. Isn't that a beautiful thought? The, 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 the letter is called the bomb of bomb of love. It was written to his daughter, Listerl. It was given to her with instructions in 1955, not to release it for 30 years. So she followed his instructions. She, she immigrated to Israel, released the, the letter in 1985. And you can find it there on the web. Um, but um, it's, it's a fascinating work and it's a fascinating perspective. But J. Robert Oppenheimer was a contemporary of Albert Einstein. I really like his work too, because the man had a conscience. He realized that uh, in, in, in helping to create this bomb, that we actually help destroy, potentially we could destroy the world now. That's not what he, he wanted to do. If you look a little further, um, both Albert Einstein and, and J. Robert Oppenheimer talk about how the technology for the atomic bomb was actually given to us by the reptilians. And the reptilians had a negative, uh, negative motive because they wanted us to destroy ourselves with atomic bombs. And after... Um, they had planned for us to destroy ourselves with atomic bombs. And after the planet was, this planet was destroyed, they would come in and clean up the radiation and they'd have a nice planet for themselves and um, to use and with all the humans gone. And um, that was one of their goals. Um, and that's why um, both Albert and uh, Professor Oppenheimer, Dr. Oppenheimer tells me that's why they gave us um, the bomb. Um, they also gave us uh, time travel technology, the Philadelphia experiment. That's a whole another, a whole other subject they gave, um, which this government um, still has, and the deep state government does as well. And that's what Alfred Weber writes about his book in his books, The Chronarchy, of a secret time travel government that goes through time and alters our history to their benefit, except they've met their match. They have their Waterloo now with the Supreme being on one side and all the galactics on one side said, telling them, let these people be free. It is their time now to ascend. You've had enough. You've done enough to stop their ascension. You've done enough to alter their future. You violated cosmic law so many different times. It's time now for this for humanity on planet earth to ascend and that's exactly what we're doing now and believe me they're also proud of you let me tell you something quickly with respect to the trucker strike the galactics and the, uh, the especially tell me that they could not intervene in our in what's going on with this planet if we didn't stand up for ourselves but now we've stood up for ourselves in in canada in australia we're standing up for ourselves now in america um, that they can, in, in other places around the world, in France especially, that now that we've, we've stood up for ourselves, they can help us a lot more than they could before. Because that's one of the soul lessons, spiritual lessons that we're supposed to learn is to stand up for ourselves and um, not to be a toady to these uh, negative, uh, negative species who have been trying to control us for so long. But, um, but it's, it's, it's challenging time, but it's a good time. We all came here. Earth is like a big spiritual school that um, um, it, where, where we're all supposed to learn lessons. 
And um, there was a time, I'm told by my galactic friends who knows the history, that all of us on humanity went up to the 10th and 11th dimension, right next to God in the 12th dimension. And then somebody got the bright idea <laughs> to go back down to the third dimension, which we, we are, we were, we are now, and then to work ourselves up on the ascension ladder, going from third to fourth to fifth to sixth to seventh, all the way up to 10th, 11th dimension, close to God, right next to the right hand of God again. So that's what, that's why, that's why the galactics say we have such a range of emotions on this planet. There are humans, for example, in the Andromeda galaxy, they have light blue skin because their sun is blue. Um, and they, um, they are very advanced. Um, uh, Alex Collier is a wonderful, wonderful fellow. He's been in contact with them for many years, but they have emotions, but not quite the same range that we do. We've got a tremendous amount of emotions. Um, in years past, um, the, the Pleiadians and the Galactics have watched us, of course, monitored our progress here on this planet. And it's always amazing for them, I think. Um, yeah, they're saying that's correct. Um, to watch uh, us have a fight, for example, or like a, let's say, People get married and then they have a divorce and and they have they love each other enough to have kids you know so they're very close you know have one, a union to have children and a family but then if they get break up and divorce they get very very nasty sometimes and they have this huge range of emotions and they say we don't have that as much in our societies and it's because humanity here on this planet um, has previously been we've already we've already gone through this route before we've we've gone through undergraduates in other words we've gone through this spiritual cycle of going through from third dimension up to 10th 11th dimension or to even 12th to god and now we've gone down to third again and now we're in this another ladder to go up again the ladder so we're all in graduate school here earning advanced phds in spirituality <laughs> And it's not easy, but we're we're going to do it, and I know we are, and we have a beautiful bright future ahead of us, and that's one of the most important things that I've learned over the years, and I want everyone to realize that, to keep your eye on the ball. Remember that this negative stuff that we're dealing with now is very temporary, and soon it'll be, soon it'll be, it'll be, um, it'll be all over in a good way. Um, the... Um, the case of uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower is very interesting. He was, in 1953, he was the first approached by the uh, negatives. Um, and um, um, they, they, well, no, no, pardon me, let me reverse that. He was the first approached by the Pleiadians uh, on behalf of the Galactic Alliance and said that we need to, to get rid of our nuclear weapons. That was in 53. Um, in order for us to ascend. And if we can get rid of our nuclear weapons, the Pleiadians told um, President Eisenhower, Dwight D. Eisenhower, that we will help you ascend and uh, we will get rid of all disease on this planet. You'll have free energy. and um, But you, need, you have to get rid of these nuclear weapons. Now, President Eisenhower, to his credit, liked them. He liked their energy. Uh, they were good. He thought they were good people. But President Nixon, um, old tricky Dick Nixon, um, uh, Nixon um, had a lot of friends in the pharmaceutical industries and in these so-called medical associations and who made a lot of money off people's death and dying. 
And he said, oh, we can't have that. He's afraid, oh, well, they'll lose their jobs. If we cure everything, cure cancer and everything, we can't have that. We're, how are we going to make money? <laughs> People aren't dying, right? <laughs> and so he was against it. Also, the Joint Chiefs of Staff were against collaborating with the Pleiadians because they, they were, they were um, bottom line, they wanted weapons. You know, we want weapons. We don't want to get rid of our nuclear weapons. We worked hard to get them. And um, so the Pleiadian, so Eisenhower told the Pleiadians, said, thanks, but no thanks. And uh, the Pleiadians said, well, call us on again, if, call, us on, call on us again if we can be of help. So after that, um, the um, six months later or so later, um, the, the negatives show up, the Orions and the reptilians show up. And they agreed to meet, they, they, Eisenhower agreed to meet with them at Edwards Air Force Base in March 1954 at the north end of the base. So a UFO lands, there's a gray um, ambassador for the, uh, for the, um, for the uh, grays there and the reptilians. And um, the grays are a slave species created by the reptilians to serve them. So this gray ambassador actually was serving the reptilians, but no matter. But anyway, um, um, uh, the Orion, the, the ambassador for the negatives told Eisenhower, he, they, he said, uh, well, um, we will, in exchange for you allowing us to abduct and study your humanity. Now, when we abduct people, we'll give you a complete list. We'll bring them back to the or- port of origin. We abducted them and we'll let you know, um, but, and we'll wipe their minds clean so they don't remember anything. But in, in, in exchange for allowing us to abduct your um, your species, we'll give you some of our older technology to fight the Soviet Union, the, the USSR at the time. And Eisenhower did not feel comfortable with it at all. I talked to a psychic, uh, oh, some years ago in Montana, who said that she's visited with um, Eisenhower on the other side. And, and she said that he said, Eisenhower told her that, that, that they threatened, the Greys and the Reptilians threatened to kill a lot of people if, if we didn't go along with this, uh, this agreement. Eisenhower didn't feel good about them, didn't feel good about it. He felt like he was forced into the agreement. Um, they also, some say that he was mind controlled during this encounter with them as well, but he did sign the agreement. And one of the things the, um, the Greys said to him to, to force him to sign said, if you don't sign it, then we're going to go to the Soviet Union and give Khrushchev, Nikita Khrushchev, the head of the Soviet Union at the time, our technology. So the Russia will become the preeminent power on earth and, um, you will gain a secondary, a, a subservient spot. So. Eisenhower didn't want that, so he signed the agreement. Little did Eisenhower know, at that same time, um, he was negotiating with um, the Greys. Uh, Nikita Khrushchev was also negotiating with the Greys and the Reptilians as well, and they were offering them the same deal. And the the Greys told Nikita Khrushchev, said that if you don't sign this agreement, then we'll give this technology to the Americans, and they'll become the permanent power. So they they played us off, us and the Russians um, together. And later, it wasn't. It was sometime later. I don't know how many, eight to ten years later, the Russians, the Russian government and the American government both realized what the negatives had done. That was just about the time of President Kennedy, and he realized what had happened at that at that point. Um, um, but as part of this agreement, um, in order to exchange technology. Um, the Greys and the Reptilians, along with our, our military and the CIA, created Area 51 um, in Nevada. And the reason why they picked Area 51 in Nevada, because the Greys and the Reptiles, like if you've ever seen a, a lizard or a snake 
or a crocodile, they like hot, dry areas. And that place around Nevada is very hot, very dry, and especially very hot in the summer times, especially, but generally hot and dry areas. That's another reason why they picked Dulce, which is where the four corners of, of uh, New Mexico, um, what is it, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, and Colorado are, um, as well for their for the uh, another base they established. And then the lower levels of Area 51, there's three, there's there's like three sections of, it, of 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 this of this of the base system. Um, the first one third is staffed by humans. The second uh, one third is staffed by humans and aliens uh, from this negative species, grays and reptilians. And the very bottom is reptilians and grays. And one of the things they've been working on is stuff that we find now in the shot program. That's right. They've been working on this for many years to create, um, to shut our, um, our chakras down, to shut, stop the ascension, turn us into a slave species. Like the greys are a slave species to the reptilians. They want to create humanity into a slave species to serve them. That's what the whole shot program is about. Forget about anybody telling you none of the shots work except to kill us off, kill all the herd, and turn us into a slave species. And this goes way back to the to this agreement with Eisenhower in March of 54. Um, um, actually, um, uh, what I found out later um, is that Dwight D. Eisenhower did know about the Kennedy assassination before it happened. But the cabal threatened him and his family, said that we'll kill you too if you were to go public with it. So he didn't. What a what a sad moment in history, huh? To know something like that, he threatened your life. And he, of course, didn't want President Kennedy to kill, but he didn't know about it before it, it, it happened. Um, the, uh, boy, there's so much going on. Um, um, there was, um, Randy Kramer told me a story that back in 59, well, it was back in, 58 or, or was 1959, just before President Eisenhower left office. He was in his last four-year term, and he wanted to see what was going on at Area 51. So he sent a representative to the CIA, and the CIA refused to let him in, um, into the base, saying that the president didn't have clearance. Imagine that, the U.S. president didn't have clearance. So what he did, um, Eisenhower threatened to send the 6th Army from Denver into Area 51 to take it over. And only with that military threat that they finally did the CIA open it up. So they opened it up, and that was the last time that anyone has ever seen from any president's office in the United States for the past 60-plus years. Has anybody ever been there from the U.S. president's office into Area 51? It's completely sealed off. It's like a part of a um, colony for negative aliens um they run it that's their real estate and it's the same in dulcie i think that's changing now with the intervention of the galactics and the, a lot of negatives are being forced off the planet but for decades that's what that place has been like and they've been doing genetic research on how to create a shot program that they've done very successfully on how to turn humanity into a slave species like they turned the grays into a slave species it's it's a long story what happened to the grays the grays are actually from the orion constellation and at the time they discovered space travel, they were just leaving the Orion constellation when a huge mothership from uh, from Draco, from the Reptilians, showed up. And they captured all the men, sold them into slavery. Um, 
And then they took the women, they killed all the women and children, except for 1,600 women and children, which they genetically changed into a slave species. And that's why the greys today are a slave species to the reptilians. They have the same agenda to us for us today. And that's why the shot program is so dangerous. But I want to tell people that there are remedies for it. If you send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com, there's plenty of inexpensive home remedies. There's prayers you can do to reverse the effects of the shot or shedding. You know, there's things you can do that just won't cost much. You can also visit wonderful doctors like Dr. Lee Merritt, MD, at www.themedicalrebel.com. And she has some solutions as well. She's a wonderful lady and she'll be part of my conference next month. So it's not the end of the world if you have taken the shot. Know that there are solutions available. Um, The shot itself is a death sentence only if you don't want to live and don't believe in God. If you believe in God or a supreme being and want to live, there is help available. I guarantee it. And help is available out there. But there's a lot going on. Um, uh, Q itself is a, um, there's 13 components to Q. I know a couple of the components. I don't know all of the components. Um, there's uh, There's a quantum computer that's part of Q. There's another one. Um, there are three humans involved. One a uh, one a receiver, a, a translator, and a transmitter for the group. Um, I believe a John F. Kennedy Jr. is a member of that as well, as is President Trump. But they work behind the scenes um, um, in helping steer humanity toward the ascension. It's, a, it's generally a good group. Um, um, they, the negatives have tried to infiltrate them, of course, to turn them. Um, the, um, uh, they're doing, the negatives are doing everything they can to stop our ascension. It will not be successful. Um, not all the U.S. military are white hats. There are some dark elements within the, within the military that you have to be careful of. But for the most part, the U.S. military were very fortunate that they all um, that they have the U.S. Constitution as a duty to uphold and defend for not only us but for humanity and for this entire planet, and that's where our saving grace is, is coming from. But um, there's a lot of good people in the military. There's, of course, you know, there's a lot of people who've been executed already. Don't know why. I don't know what the policy reason is behind them not publicly disposing it. But uh, disclosing the executions, but a lot of, I know a lot of those have been have been been going on. But um, they will um, you'll you'll see that disclosure this year into next year about what they've been doing. So that's just around just around the corner. Um, John F. Kennedy has never stopped being our president since he was assassinated on November. 22nd, 1963. Um, He wants me to tell everybody that. And um, he and the First Lady Jackie, um, Jackie Kennedy, um, are still with us and will be with us for a long, long time through the Ascension and and beyond. And he's joked with me before, President Kennedy has joked with me before, saying, what are they going to do, kill me? I mean, (laughs) so he's still alive in the other dimension, and I want to... um, tell people of some of his notable accomplishments. Um, there's more, but one of a couple of ones that he wants to mention now is um, in 2015-16, there was a lot of talk about North Korea attacking um, the United States with a nuclear bomb. You remember that? It was like seven, six, seven years ago. 
And there was a Cabal submarine um, that had a nuclear bomb on it that they fired at Hawaii. It was out in the Pacific. And the Galactics, what the, what the negatives were going to do is blame North Korea for that nuclear bomb hitting Honolulu and try to start a nuclear war with, with North Korea. After that, that uh, nuclear missile shot off from that, um, that Cabal submarine, the Galactics saw what was happening, destroyed it. And people living in Hawaii at the time were put on red alert for an incoming missile into Honolulu. That's all true. It did happen, but then it was destroyed. And, um, and that's a good thing. Uh, and what President Kennedy did is that he went in the subconscious mind of both Kim Jong-un in North Korea and to um, um, President Trump and said, look, um, um, both men did not want to didn't want a war. They just wanted to be left to, to, to help both of their peoples and war would not be a solution to anything. It would result in many deaths. It would throw people off the ascension path. And um, Kim Jong-un and both President Trump, both, both men wanted a better world for, for the future for, for humanity. And so he appealed to that, made that argument to both of them. And that's how they were able to link together reach a peace agreement, which they are today. Back about, um, it was back when President Trump was in office. It was, I think, the third year of his presidency where he reached a peace agreement with Saudi Arabia. Um, uh, there were several players in the mid- Middle East, Iran. Um, it was a good agreement. Um, and um, uh, President Kennedy said that back in 15 and 16, he was working on it. He said he'd let me know when it was finalized. He didn't want to, me to tell anybody because um, he wanted to work in quiet and, and behind the scenes, and he was able to achieve that. So uh, I know that President Kennedy is working hard now, um, helping us um, with the ascension. Um, and um, he's saying to me again, leave no, no one behind. All of us have the spark of God within us. All of us are meant to be here for a reason to create a, a better a better world the negatives want us to be fighting they want us to they want to split us because they know what the, it's the same old pattern so many years of divide and conquer they want to divide us up and then conquer us and they've done that so many times but that's the main message of of president kennedy today and you know they all time travel when you're in the fifth dimension where president kennedy and jackie are um, they can go into um, into the future and they can see the kind of beautiful future we have. And um, um, there's there's going to be so much disclosure. This is a time of truth. I had a, and you're going to see more and more truth coming out this year and next. Um, back in April of 2014, I had a lady on my show named Susan Miller. She's a wonderful astrologist from New York City. And um, she said that this was a time of truth, that things that are true will become True, and those that are false also be shown to be false and fall by the wayside. And that's what's happening now. Um, no matter what Trudeau does in Canada, no matter what, uh, what, what the leaders of uh, so-called leaders of Australia and New Zealand do, or even our fake president here in, in the great United States does, they can't hide the truth. Um, and they may run for it. They may run from the truth, but they can't hide. And they'll be gone soon and replaced with, with people who truly care about us and care about humanity in a loving and a loving way to create a much better and happier planet. And it's just a matter of time. And it's, it's, it is coming. Um, people ask me about the med beds. Those I'm looking at be released by the end of the summer, um, uh, August, uh, just before we go into fourth dimension. 
Um, and I don't know why um, the White Hats haven't talked about this um, now, but um, there's a lot, there were a lot of deep underground bases, especially in places like Melbourne in the state of Victoria and Australia. Um, in Ottawa, under Ottawa, I've told, there's a lot of deep underground bases there as well, different parts of the United States and other places around the world, where unfortunately over the years they've captured young women and children and turned them into adrenochrome factories. And um, I don't want to go into details. It's a fairly negative topic, but I'll just say briefly that um, the elites on this planet do have drank adrenochrome, children's blood in the past, in order to in order for them to give them kind of like a high and also to reverse the aging clock. Um, and when they don't get adrenochrome, they, they age very rapidly and then they die. They use that as a way to extend their longevity. And it's a horror. I think that's a horrible thing that they do. And um, they've been doing it for many decades. It's under reptilian influence and control that they've done that. And the reptilians view humans as a farm animal, like chickens or cattle or goats um, to be raised and bred for their own purposes. And that's how they look at, I look at humanity. That's how they look at Mother Earth. Um, they, the reptilians themselves and the greys themselves are cut off from God. They have no compassion, no love, no humanity, and they have no tie into God either. And so they look at, at humans as a, as a resource to be exploited for their own benefit. And that's one of the reasons why in the shot program being administered around the world, it is so dangerous because if you take one of those shots, it takes away your humility, your compassion, your ability to love anyone, because all, all of your chakra systems are shut down permanently. Let me, let me repeat that. All of your chakra systems are shut down permanently and you become a robot without any human emotions. You become like the reptilians and you become like the greys without any emotions at all. So this is what's happening with people who do have been taking the, the, the shot program. The other second thing that happens among many others is that your immune system is taken away 5% for um, every two weeks or every week until after the end of five or six months, you don't have an immune system left anymore. And that's called in medical literature as acquired immunity um, deficiency syndrome, AIDS. That's what AIDS is. And you know, people are getting that now. They're getting sick. And just and there's so much bad stuff in the shop. I don't want to go off into it today. But, um, but there are remedies available. Please write me if I can send you a free remedy sheet to out of this world 1150 at, at gmail.com. Uh, um, the planet itself will be completely cleaned up uh, after we ascend. Mother Earth really needs it. Uh, and, we can, and we'll be given techniques um, as well to clean up the planet with, with our minds. Let me give you an example of that. We talked about this before in my book. This this will be uh, this is the update to the book, to the um, radiation to radiation. If you um, radiation itself on the molecular level looks like a, a bunch of amoebas. Let me see if I can find that. Um, here we go. I'll find that picture for you here. Um, here we go. I showed this before, but I'll show it again. This is what radiation looks like on a molecular level right there. You can see it looks like little amoebas. If you stick a, a love and gratitude sticker like this one here from Dr. Emoto's work here, 
Uh, this is a molecular, this is electron molecule formed by the words love and gratitude. If you stick that on a bottle of radioactive water within 48 hours, that's what it looks like, like that, and all the radiation is gone. In the future, the Pleiadians and the Galactics will have us all meditate to clean up the planet, and we'll learn how to clean up pollution. Dr. Moto, um, before he was uh, he was killed in fourteen, um, he went to the Gulf of Mexico in two thousand ten and did prayers to clean up the Gulf, and he helped clean up the Gulf too. And I, you know, Fukushima is still a problem. There's still a lot of radiation there. But if we do the Ho'oponopono, you can clean it up. And I'll, why don't we do it now? It's very simple to do. Um, it's 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 a three-part or four-part prayer used by Hawaiian elders in Hawaii. And they simply go like this. When you say it, send lots of love and light to Fukushima to help clear it up. And I believe you, believe me, it will clean it up. You say, you go like this. Uh, water, we're sorry. I'm going to say it three times. Water, please forgive us. Water, we thank you. And water, we love you. And I'm going to say it twice more. Um, water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, we thank you. And water, we love you. And then one more time. Water, we're sorry. Water, please forgive us. Water, we thank you. And water, we love you. And then cleans up radiation more than any anything else does. Dr. Libby, uh, Dr. Libby out of Montana is a good friend of mine. We were doing experiments about a year ago and she was measuring the radiation from, from Fukushima. And she said that the amount of radiation just dropped like by 90% when we were doing that. So keep doing it. Uh, it's a wonderful thing to do. And you could do the same thing, the same healing prayer for the planet. Um, <coughs> um, and for people who've taken the shot already and were sick, you can say, send them lots of love and light for people who've taken the shot and say, um, we're sorry, please forgive us, thank you, and we love you. Say that over and over again, and it will help heal, help them uh, get, a, get a healing. Um, the children, uh, a lot of the children um, are being rescued now around the world from the adrenochrome factories, um, especially in Canada, in Australia, and the United States. And so they are getting help. Um, and uh, um, it, it's, it's our lesson um, as you go, as you go higher and higher in the dimensional scale, people will learn that we are all light. We are all light beings and we all have that spark of God within us. And there's no divisions, really. There is absolutely no divisions. Oh, we may speak a different language. We may be from different cultures. We may have different, maybe from different countries, but really doesn't matter anymore. No, it doesn't matter anymore because we are all one. Whether you're from Japan, the United States, Canada, England, Mexico, Central South America, uh, Argentina, um, Russia, Poland, England, France, Sweden, um, New Zealand, Australia, uh, Russia, no matter where you are, we're all one. And once people realize that, we will become one humanity on this planet, and there will be no reason for us to to uh, fight or, or or anything else. Um, the um, that's there. There's a technology called Operation Looking Glass that the negatives that the U.S. military got a hold of the um, got a hold of of um, after the Roswell crash. There was a um, it was a box that a gray alien brought out and gave to the military after the after the uh, the craft 
um, after their UFO they crashed at Roswell. And for the person holding it, you, they could go literally right into the future. Now, the, the thing is about looking glass technology is that uh, some say it doesn't work as well as it used to because it, 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 can, it can get you into the future all right, but according to your own conceptions of what the future should be like, which may or may not be accurate. But that is one technology that they did get from that, from that craft. And um, they have so much technology out there, you have no idea, but it'll, it'll be released here. Um, it'll be released soon. Um, Mahatma Gandhi, I'll be giving update messages from Mahatma Gandhi in my, in my revised book in Germany coming out here very soon. Um, uh, Mr. Gandhi said that um, um, be the change that you wish to see in the world. In other words, um, if 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 you if you want to see more truth and honesty in the world, well, be more truthful and honest to yourself and to others as well. If you want to have more love in, in the world, fill yourself full of love and give others people love as well, because that love will just come back to you in the cycle of karma and, and reincarnation. Um, he. Um, He's been helping uh, President Kennedy on the other side with his peace initiatives. I know that. He's also been in touch with Albert, my friend Albert Einstein, as well. And um, he has never stopped working. You know, uh, Mr. Gandhi was able to um, kick out the British out of um, India in 1947. He was just one man. One person did that. Thanks, Doug. Just one person did that. And imagine if we were all... Mahatma Gandhi's, if we were all Jesus's, if we were all like John F. Kennedy, this, this whole world would change in a New York minute. And that's what the Canadians showed us at the truckers up in, up in Canada, that they could change the world in the, and snap your fingers in a, in a New York, in a New York minute. Um, the, uh, the people of the hollow earth are amazing. They've got, uh, there's all kinds of civilizations there, and they're beautiful people. I go into Telos all the time. If you come with me to Mount Shasta, I'll take you in there. Um, and if you want more information about Shasta, just uh, send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. Uh, and um, I want to thank everyone so much for listening today. You know, uh, we all have the spark of God within us. We all are light beings. And we're all here to make this planet a much better place. And the most powerful and important force in the entire universe is love. And that comes straight from Albert Einstein, my friend Albert Einstein and President Kennedy and Jackie, Jackie uh, Kennedy and all of the um, beautiful spirits on the other side. Thank you so much, everyone, for supporting and listening to Out of This World Radio. Um, we really appreciate all your beautiful support. Um, and uh, I hope you all have a, a beautiful day where um, I really appreciate donations. Anything you'd like to send in to support the show, just go to my website out of this world radio, uh, sorry, out of this world, 1150.com and feel free to uh, contribute whatever you'd like. Um, I really appreciate all your beautiful help. If you speak German, please send me an email. I might need a translator in the, an additional translator in the future. Just send me an email uh, to out of this world, 1150 at, at gmail.com from my heart to yours for to all of my friends around the world thank you so much for making this world a better place i look forward to seeing you all this saturday my friends and i hope you all have a beautiful and happy day bye bye everyone vielen dank good night